grow yourself, and grow your marriage. Christian Jana here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 73. <laughs> All right. So on today's episode, guys, uh, you know, you may or may not hear the difference here, but we are actually on uh, the Anchor app on our phone. And the reason we're doing that is because, well, actually, this has a lot to do with the episode. And that is that this day has gone to crap pretty fast. Everything's <laughs> going wrong. Literally everything. Nothing's working uh, with our normal podcasting equipment. And yeah, it's just, you know, when they say one of those days, it's just been one of those days. Yes, definitely one of those days. And so here's here's the interesting thing about this episode is that we always talk about how we want to be relevant, right? Well, what's relevant for us is that this day is bad. And so we got to asking ourselves before even recording, we're like, look, like, I'm sure a lot of people deal with bad days, right? I'm pretty sure <laughs> like, everybody has bad days. Right? You're right. That actually sounded kind of stupid. But the, <laughs> the idea here is that we know everybody has bad days, but it's almost like it becomes this rite of passage when you have a bad day or you realize your day is going wrong. You're like, wow, that's it. Better luck tomorrow. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? True. I'm totally guilty of being dramatic whenever stuff starts hitting the fan. You I'm just are. like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. This day's over. Like, I can't tell you how many times that you've said to me, like, Jonna, just because it's been a bad start does not mean the rest of the day has to be bad. Stop claiming that. Yes, it's true. So, so I think a good example of that would be, think of it like this way. Our day is, is probably a lot, a lot like kind of the way we eat. You know, if you start your day eating something bad, typically you're not going to have like something good or healthy for lunch and dinner. You're just like, oh, I blew it. Mm -hmm. That's how most people are. So I feel like we accidentally do that and we don't realize that it's actually not a fact that if our day starts bad, it has to be bad all day or end bad. True. So that is the goal today. The goal is to really just kind of loosely coach ourselves and and talk about how we can flip a day on its head uh, and... Go ahead. Well, it's easy to do because if you think I just reflect back on like times you ever have the time where like your alarm doesn't go off or you or maybe you sleep through your alarm and then you get out of bed and you stub your toe oh, and then you spill oh, your coffee. Let me stop, <laughs> let me stop oh, you. Oh, yeah. Or or your husband does this. Please oh, listen. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Okay. So actually, just a few weeks ago, uh, I had my alarm set nice and early. It went off. I... I, I lift my sleep mask, which says, <laughs> what does it say on it? Nighty night or something like that. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Or something Sweet dreams. Really Listen, lame. guys, I'm all about the sleep mask, okay? PJ mask. She, she calls me PJ mask. But yes, so I lift, I lift my sleep mask just thinking I'm going to get up, walk over to my alarm, which is away from my bed, so I don't hit snooze, and then all hell breaks loose. So basically what happens is I wake up extra tired, I guess, because I lose my balance, right? I I pick up my phone. I pick up my phone. Uh, actually, I didn't lose my balance first. Sorry. I pick up my phone. Don't leave me like that. And I go to turn it off and I drop it, right? It just falls out of my hand. It, it doesn't have a cover on it. Oh, actually, it does. Sorry. <laughs> I'm struggling on this oh story. So I pick up my phone. I drop it and it hit the corner of my nightstand, like those legs that stick out. And all of a sudden, my phone just starts like, like flashing, like all these different colors. I'm like, what is happening right now? I pick up my phone and I realize that I 
literally dropped my phone in the perfect spot where it just cracked the whole screen and is totally and out then, of commission. Then I'm like, oh man, I don't know what's going on with, with my phone as it's like flashing in my face. It's all it's all dark. I start to lose my balance. Right, I trip over. What are those things the called? Fan cord. I thought. No. What are those? What What are those things called? Um, oh, the ottoman, the rocking yeah, chair, yeah, yeah. glider ottoman yeah, thing. Yeah, the glider ottoman. I trip over that. <laughs> I try to correct the trip, and I start to like fall backwards. Me, guys, it's like freaking five in the morning. I'm exhausted. Right. Meanwhile, me and the baby <laughs> are trying to sleep. And then I fall back into the fan. The fan falls into the window, wakes the baby up. John's like, "What is going on?" Like, I thought there was an intruder oh, or something. This dude right here ha- can, like, be on top of a mountain squatting down in a pistol squat on one leg. <laughs> but in the middle, in the morning or the middle of the night, he is, like, the clumsiest fool I've ever met. Oh, man. I obviously was tired. But anyway, the whole point is... But then the alarm is, was going off for, yes, like, all yes. day. So what happened was... Set the tone. Was my alarm was so messed up that I didn't hit snooze. But every five minutes, my alarm would go off because I couldn't turn it off from my phone. I tried voice. I tried everything. And so... It was just a not a, not a good start to the day. It was literally the first sixty seconds. I break my phone, crack it. Cost me what two two hundred forty bucks or something like that Woke to get up the it baby. fixed. Woke up the baby, knocked the fan into the window, like just all this <laughs> stupid stuff, right? And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is not going to be a good day. Right. But obviously what you focus on is how things go. So if if you're already setting the tone like that and you're already going into something like this day is not going to be good, then if you notice, if you can like take a moment to reflect and look at what your mind is um, focusing on all day, you're looking for bad things to happen when you're already yes. like, oh, bad luck. I must have bad luck. The whole day is going to suck. Yes. And admittedly, I kind of felt like I kind of felt like today wouldn't be a good day. And maybe that's why it wasn't it hasn't been that good. Why did you feel like that? Because last night, so it snowed here and it was like the first snowfall and we would just want to do something kind of special with the girls. Like, hey, let's uh, let's just let you guys watch a movie tonight, which we usually don't let Christmas them do movie, that. Christmas movie, snuggle yeah. up by the tree. So all, right off the bat, they, you know, they start messing with the tree, like kicking at each other, fighting, like they're a complete mess. Our youngest was breaking crowns apart. and Oh, and then she was cracking eggs on the table because yeah. she thought they were hard-boiled. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, it's so funny how we just nonchalantly say that. But yes, like, <laughs> she actually <laughs> pulled, pulled eggs out of the refrigerator. And all of a sudden, we just hear... And then, like, we look back and there was just yolk all over our rug under our table because, yeah, she thought it was a hard-boiled egg. And th- but the funny <laughs> thing is she went and did it again because she is who she is and then came and whacked the tree with a stick and – yeah. Anyway, fun so stuff. just stuff like that, right? And expectations. So, and so we had expectations to be a fun movie night. Meanwhile, the girls are going crazy. We have to put them in their room, just pick them off one by one. Like, you're going to bed. You're going to bed. You're going to bed. You get to go to bed. <laughs> right. So we didn't get a lot of sleep, right? Uh, then last night you got woke up a couple times. So anyway, we get down here in the morning and we start our normal morning routine. Okay. So the whole point here is that even it sometimes it doesn't matter how much you prepare for a day expectations sometimes just aren't met well expectations when you have little kids because if you're a parent you're gonna nod your head yes to this the kids don't care what you have planned for the day so yes you need to be prepared and have like a plan to be i i believe like that's something we're learning is like if we run our house with a schedule and with a plan and kind of like a business we run better but but 
we still have to be loose enough to accommodate all of the things that are going to go wrong or or off schedule with the little people. So Chris and I talk about this a lot. We're like, hey, one of the most important things for us is not starting our day on the defense, meaning we don't let the kids wake us up if we can at all handle it because they it is very hard to wake up like that with yes. kids crying and needing and not having a second to like, whew, prepare yourself. We have four kids. It's a lot. They're all little. So Chris and I have been getting up in the mornings lately, um, two hours before the kids. We have our coffee. We read our devotional. We read another book that we're going through. We have a little bit of time to work. We really, really have a nice morning routine going that helps yes. us, really helps us prepare and get centered for the chaos that's about to come. But, but even though we have that plan, sometimes like this morning, our five-year-old wakes up way earlier than she's supposed to. So it's kind of fight to get her go back to bed so we can finish what we're doing. Then that wakes up another one. And then, you know, just, right. they, they, they don't care about our schedule. Then we no. have a grocery order that we got to go pick up and they forgot the main thing that I needed. So I had to go to other stores and then they were closed. So like, all these little annoying things that truly, once you actually sit down and think about it, aren't that big of a deal. Right. But like one after another after another is enough to kind of set the tone to be a little irritable. Yeah. And then on top of that, once once things are already just kind of frustrating and annoying, you know, I got a, I got a concerning email from um, a, a client from from the company I'm working for right now last night. Like, oh my gosh, now I got to put out this fire. All this different stuff happens. Oh, yeah, like bank first, email, which was annoying. Yeah, yeah. So, so like first thing in the morning, all this stupid stuff happens, right? And then the kids come down and freak out and they are just totally ir- irrational. Then we look under the table and we see all the, oh, the egg yolk from last night <laughs> didn't get cleaned up. The two-year-old's naked, <laughs> won't put her clothes on. The baby's hungry. Right, opening the door, trying to go out in the snow when they're butt naked. Climbing <laughs> the fridge. Somebody's in the fridge. Somebody's following. Oh, Lola's walking. So, okay, this is just a quick side note because it's funny. It's not really that funny, but we... <laughs> I get really frustrated at kids in the kitchen under my feet because yes. <laughs> I'm constantly got the stove open or cooking, things are splashing, knives, whatever. I cannot stand them being in the kitchen under my feet. So I'm always like, hey, no kids in the kitchen unless you're helping me cook, okay? So Lola's walking in circles following me, like demanding stuff, and I didn't know she was behind me, and I opened the fridge right into her head. <laughs> Stainless steel right, fridge right into her head. <laughs> Stainless steel door handle straight to the dome. And I felt bad, but in that moment, because everything just built up, I'm just like, ah, see, don't you see why that's not why you follow me through the kitchen instead of like having compassion like I should have because it did hurt. But I'm so aggravated because that's like, I'm like, this is why. But like I I said, that's why I was set off because under normal circumstances, I'd be like, oh no, sorry. Right. And, and. When there are things that just keep compounding, we can't show up as the parents we want to be. We can't show up to each other with the patience and communication we want to show up as or or understand understand what each other needs each day. So this morning, I'm sitting on the couch trying to get some work done amongst all the chaos um, before I head off to get some alone time for the other job I'm working. And John was, you know, kind of losing it back there. And I just walk up to the table. I was like, look, I was like, people have bad days. We have bad days, right? But this does not have to define the rest of the day. So what can we do? So on this podcast today, we want to share with you guys um, just some, some, some self-assessments that we took of ourselves uh, and in hopes that it'll help you out on maybe a day where you feel like, ah, this started bad and I'm trying to flip it around.
Yeah, and I'm going to be honest, in the moment when he first approached me with that, I wasn't feeling super teachable and moldable in that moment. I'm like, oh, I don't know, Chris. Like, nothing's going to change because I knew he was getting ready to walk out the door for work. And I was looking around at the mess and the chaos that I was going to have to try to manage, knowing I felt in a very irritable mood. So one of the first things we did was, this is Grow Yourself, Grow Marriage, started assessing, okay, why am I so moody right now in the first place? Because truly, one of the books that we've been reading in the morning is called Triggers. It's a, a parenting book, and we've really been trying hard to focus on um, our parenting and our relationship with our kids and just making it better. Yeah. Because um, it's so easy to just I think it's so easy to just take what you learned as a kid and how your parents did it and then bring it together. But then that causes a ton of conflict because obviously most of our parents um, parent differently. And 2020 is a lot different than when we were growing up. Right. Definitely. I couldn't (laughs) agree more with that. Yes. So so asking the question of like, look, why? Why am I really in a bad mood? Why am I set off? It's honestly not that there's egg yolk under the table. And it's honestly not that that. Um, that Lola woke up a little bit earlier. We hit her in the head with the fridge. <laughs> like, it's honestly not that stuff. When I look at John and why she's frustrated, I'm like, okay, she's frustrated because the house isn't in order and that's something that makes her feel like, like frustrated, okay? And then she's frustrated because she knows she has emails to answer and she's frustrated because, you know, this, that, and the other. So I can look at her and know, like, okay, she's not just being angry and being mad. She's mad because they're, these are the things that are getting at her. And then when I blow up at the kids, John can look at me and say like, okay, no, he's frustrated because he's stressed. He just got an email from work. He has this task to, to get done. Um, you know, we collectively have a podcast to get out like, and we have to get it out and get it edited and all these different things. And so really what it comes down to is, yes, the self-evaluating question of why do I feel the way I'm feeling and why am I getting triggered? Um, so, yeah. Well, once you identify what's triggering you, first of all, you can kind of look perspective-wise. You can be like, okay, this actually isn't that big of a deal. Like you said, the yoke, the bank thing, the store not being open, like all these things in the grand scheme of life aren't that big of a deal. So if you can sit down and, and realize that, I think that, first of all, kind of shifts how you're thinking, but also realizing, okay, yeah, it was Thanksgiving last week. So the last week, pretty much our schedules have been off. We had a lot of family time. We, we stayed up late a lot of nights because we usually are pretty strict in our schedule, but it's very easy to fall off of it and get comfortable with hanging out and watching a movie or whatever and staying up late. Um, we were eating like we don't normally eat because of the holidays. We were not getting as much sleep. Um, I walked into the house and it was a mess and clutter, really. No matter how much I try not to worry about a messy house, um, the clutter. It's impossible. It's impossible. With with kids, I feel like I've said this before, but literally they say cleaning a house with kids is like – Eating Oreos while brushing your teeth. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And we try really hard, and some days we're doing well, and maybe that's why. Maybe I have had a taste of what it's like to have the house clean. I'm like, yes. "Yes." But when it's super clean, then I'm spending all my time running around yelling at everybody. So balance. There's got to be balance. Anyways, um, but that's something that does trigger my irritability because – and this this was in the Triggers book that we're reading, actually. Um, she talked about a clean counter making her feel like she had control of something mm. because truly when you have little people around the house, no matter how much you try to 
um, control the situation. Like they're their own little humans and they're going to, and they're supposed to be their own little humans. And if, especially if you're a stay at home mom like me, like you're at their beck and call 24 seven. So I, it makes sense to me now why having a clean space makes me feel so good. It's because it makes me feel like I'm actually in control of, like it shows me I'm doing something well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this actually leads us perfectly into the next question we ask ourselves with self assessment here is like, okay, what's in my control? So, so something I've done in the past with, uh, with, with clients actually has, I mean, I made up this thing called a, uh, an anxiety dump. And it's basically like, okay, what are all the things that are super frustrating and stressful. and stressful and causing anxiety in our lives? And so you take out a piece of paper, you literally just set a timer for just three to five minutes and with no distractions, no stimulation in any way. And you just write, you just let the pen flow and list these things out. And then what we do from there is we use process of elimination. We ask ourselves like, okay, now, literally star the things that are in your direct control because there are so many things that we are holding on to, whether it's outside family drama or, or you know, sickness that someone's dealing with that we love or, or just things that we can't literally control in the moment. And so asking ourselves that all-important question is like, okay, what is and isn't in my control? By doing that, you kind of give yourself the ability to release all the anxious thoughts about everything else because truly, you know, it's 2020. There's a lot of things that could be making you anxious, fear of the future, the uncertainty, the the division, all of these things that can be really upsetting emotionally and scary and um, just anxious. But when you realize like, I don't have control over X, Y, and Z, I need to release it from my mind then because if I don't have control over it, it, I should not be letting it control me. It really, really is a freeing exercise to do and I need to get better doing it because yeah. it happens to me a lot where I, I let those thoughts creep in. And truly, a lot of times they come from stuff like social media. Yes, yes, definitely. So so actually that kind of leads to um, the the third question and that is that we want to ask ourselves – all right, so when was the last time we both looked at each other and we're like, no, that was just a really good day or a really good week or a really, cu- really good couple of days? Because truly, you kind of got to take it one day at a time in our experience. But then we ask ourselves, okay, what did that day look like? Like, how did it start? What were the ways that we were controlling the things that were happening? Um, and even if bad things did happen, like, what were we doing so we knew we could handle those things? So, for instance... We we just recently had a few like way about a week. Straight, yeah, probably like, like a good. really good week, and that and that was literally like we would start our day waking up and say, "All right, we're gonna have time with God just as a couple." Like we we just took time. We were reading the Bible and we were reading that triggers book and just having time. It's okay. We're, we're gonna invest spiritually in our relationship together and be on the same page, and we're gonna invest. Um, in our parenting together and be on the same page. And that was like really, really helpful because again, the kids would come down the steps. We'd be prepared for them. It was awesome. Um, and then, and then from, from there, we realized there were so many other things that, that were happening that were really good. You can touch on that. Well, I was just going to say, so we would do that. We would have the coffee made the night before. We'd be super prepared for the day. Then I would get the house was clean. The house was mostly clean. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then I would put on my headphones and take a walk, listen to a podcast or a sermon, get out in the sun, little breathing time while Chris started some time with the kids and did homeschool stuff. And then Chris would get to work out and get that in. And then I'd make breakfast and like we kind of had this back and forth, really solid teamwork thing going on. And then we knew what we were doing for the day. We knew what we were doing for lunch. Dinner was had been pretty much planned out. Um, I was getting the kids involved. We were being really intentional because of this book we were reading and um, another podcast episode we did with um, Megan Jackson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jackson, um, a couple episodes back, um, really have has had us intentional with our time with the kids because, you know, we work from home and we have four kids. So it's very easy to just be around them all day and feel like, yeah. like you're spending time with them, but it's very unintentional. So yes. So we were actually really intentional with the kids. So so for those of you that work from home uh, and you have kids, a big shocker for us when we both started working from home was like they didn't realize that mom and dad were supposed to be at work you know, pretty much from morning into the evening and then everyone's supposed to have dinner and kind of wind down because we were home. So they're like, oh. Ready to play? Yeah, there's no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There were there were no boundaries. And so rather than our kids coming to us and constantly being denied all the time, nope, can't play with you. Nope, can't play, can't play, can't play. What we did was we took control of that on our better days. We take control of that. And we're like, okay, hey, guess what? Mom and dad have to work till this time. But once the timer hit, you know, once the clock hits this, you know we're off work. We're going to be paying attention to you. And we have a fun activity planned for you guys tonight. Like, what did we do that one night with the cups? Uh, we did bowling with solo cups. We stacked them in a, pier- a pyramid and then rolled like this big bouncy bowl at them. Yeah, it was fun. And then we did took um, balloons and mm. used paper plates to hit them and like keep them up in the air. Yeah, just, yeah, just like s- stupid stuff. Or like, we'll color. We'll let them pick of like what they want to do. But right. but yeah, the better days are when we are spending. And so for we back it up for a second. For me, I don't usually work till the afternoon. Um, the mornings for so long, it's been so easy for me to just put the kids off while I'm doing dishes or laundry or all the million things that I need to do. It's very easy to just like, oh, yeah, we'll play in a little bit. We'll play in a little bit, you know. And the more I deny them, the more I was realizing they're losing trust in my word because inevitably if I didn't make time for it, something would come up. The baby would cry and need fed at a different time or he would need to be held or Somebody would have an accident and need a bath or I need to trade over laundry. You know, like all these things would come up if I didn't make time. So on my best days, while reflecting, I'm realizing my best days are when I create that time. I have those boundaries where they know after we brush our teeth and make our bed, mommy's going to sit down and do a craft with us or something like that. Yeah. And that kind of – it's it's weird to say, but that kind of fills their cup long enough for them. Definitely. When I have to work in the afternoon, it, they're not – acting out for attention because they've had that time with me. Yeah. And they know your time is coming. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll, I'll come home for lunch or something like that uh, from, I work down the street at the in-laws. And so I'll come home for lunch and the girls know, like, I can't play. They know I have to eat. They know we have to either record a podcast or we have to get some work done or whatever. Right. They get it. They understand that now for the most part. And so at the end of the night, they, they, they fully expect that we're going to hang out with them and spend time with them, which again, on our bad days, we're not doing that. We're not being intentional about that, right? But on our good days, we are. And it takes a lot of work to even set that up, yeah. Yeah, it's really easy to just be tired and really, honestly, oh, just lackadaisical yes. about Especially it. with the sun going down faster oh, right yeah. now. Five o'clock, we're like... <sighs> yeah, it's terrible. But so, it, let's get... 
this is helpful because I think that a lot of people are probably working from home right now. Yeah. And I think from the outside looking in to see us knowing we both have jobs that we work from home and we run the podcast and we have four kids and we homeschool, it'd be easy to say, how in the world are you doing this? And honestly, we're communication, not. Communication, man. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> communication, teamwork, and boundaries. That's been one of the biggest things for us to be able to do what we've got to do is the kids having expectations of knowing what's next although we're not always perfect at it and Mm -hmm. um, filling their cups because truly when we don't do that, when we keep pushing them off, that's what happens. They start breaking eggs on the table and doing things. Yeah. So let's, so let's backtrack a little bit. We, we told you guys about the family night that we had last night, but truthfully it wasn't like a family night. It was like a, we're exhausted. This day has been eh. like the kids have been a little crazy. We're really tired. The sun's going down. It was just the first snow. So let's just put a movie on and let's try to get some work done. So we were in front of our computers last night. So would the eggs have been cracked if we were all cuddling up with them watching the movie? Probably know. not. Maybe would, would the tree have been kicked and the ornaments knocked off? Would they be fighting with each other? Would they be not listening? Eh, probably not, right? And then we wake up this morning, like we say, and we're prepared to have time together. But do we have a plan for the girls tonight? No, right? No, we don't, but we we need to because that's what will turn our bad day around. The only way we can do that is by recognizing that we need that and communicating with each other and kind of having a plan. I do already have dinner in the crock pot. Nice. nice. So so that leads to this last question, and that is, okay, so we've talked about what – you know, what even created the feeling of this mood I'm in? Why why are we so triggered? What is – in our control and what's not in our control and even listing that out if possible um then we moved into okay my last good day right what did that look like how how can i model that and how can i you know collect that data and say okay we have to keep doing that if we want to keep having these good days um because here's what it boils down to if you're having a bad day and you're listening to this podcast and you're like okay cool this makes sense what what is the one thing i can do right now to begin to turn it around so for me, um, today to turn my day around, Chris left. The chaos was still going on. And it, like even though I knew I needed to get it together, I knew we were going to try to fix this so we could podcast today about it. Um, I still was struggling because, well, kids are hard and my mind was already in that mindset. I went upstairs in my room and I shut the door and I hit my knees and I prayed. And I just said, God, cannot do this without you. These little beautiful humans you gave me are really challenging me today. I feel super emotional. Help me out here. And as I finish that prayer, the girls actually unlock the door because why have locks on the door when your kids can unlock them? (laughs) So annoying. They came in, but all three of them walked in and just like wrapped their arms around me and hugged me. And then obviously I melted into a puddle and felt terrible for ever being frustrated with them. And I apologized because... We are learning as we're learning more about parenting and stuff. Yes. It's really important to show our kids respect and humility as human beings because um, how else will they learn that if we're not modeling that for them? So right. I apologize to them for being upset and angry. And I told them sometimes being a grown up is just really hard. Asked them to forgive me. And then we came downstairs. And as much as I wanted to clean and throw in some laundry and do all these things, I played Play-Doh with them because I knew that they needed their little cups filled. That's why they were acting out. They they were ready for my attention. Yeah. And and 
I think you bring up uh, a point that is maybe a little bit missed here. It's truthfully, as bad as it sounds, our bad days are exacerbated by our tiny humans because they're really hard and they're really irrational. But we have to ask ourselves, like, what did we not do to give them the proper communication and expectations for the day to understand, like, hey, we're going to hang out with you later. We're going to spend time with you because they woke up, like, totally, like, looking for our attention, freaking out, you know, um, opening the door, trying to go out in the snow, like, just all these different things. They they woke up being crazy. But truthfully, for us, if we talk about our bad days, like I said, the kids exacerbate that. So the one thing we can do as parents is address, okay, how can we make peace with the kids? <laughs> Tr- mm-hmm. Truthfully. Yeah. Truthfully. Well, here's the thing. Kids kids do not know how to regulate their emotions. Well, I mean, shoot, we're adults Heck and no. we hardly know how to regulate our emotions. So I think something that we've really learned recently is like we need to to look at when they're acting out, not as them having bad behavior necessarily, but them asking for something, them needing something from us. There's something wrong when they're throwing themselves down. Kids just do that, How? but that's how they express themselves. That's right. how they express that something is wrong because they don't have the proper words to explain why they're feeling that way because they can't sit down and assess like we can. Think about it. There have been times recently, like even today, where I'm acting irrational. I get irrationally mad at Chris, at something Chris says or at the, something the kids are doing. And I have to take a second to step back and be like, whoa, why am I acting out like this? They can't do that. They right. just got here. Like we're trying to teach them that. So um, what, what, where, where was I going with that? The fact is, oh, that they're, when they're acting like that, yes. Instead of thinking about what we need to do to fix them, we need to look at what are we doing that's causing that. And now, even during this conversation, I realize, oh, yeah, our little family night last night that they were excited for was actually us working. Like, no wonder they acted out. They were trying to get our attention. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a gut punch, but it is... You're, you're right. Grow yourself, grow your parenting. I mean, we have to yeah. learn these things if we want, to, if we want to succeed as parents and raising humans in this crazy world we live in. Crazy world, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you know, whatever you guys are going through, um, listening to this episode, whenever it is, right? Maybe you clicked on it because you're like, oh, cool. I'd, I'd like to flip a bad day. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully those things helped you. If you're a parent, probably helped you a little more because it may have been a little more relevant. If not, though, I mean, anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Waking up, um, waking up, uh, just feeling exhausted and feeling prideful or feeling frustrated or, or, you know, just not communicating with your spouse or your friends or your coworker or, or, or your boss or whoever, right? Really, what it always comes down to is like, look, we can only control how we show up. We can only control how we react. And at the end of the day, some self-assessment is always warranted because it's going to bring perspective and it's going to bring a lot to light. So, uh, so yeah, um, it's, it's so interesting that we are – I mean, it's so relevant that we're podcasting on our phone. Uh, I don't even think I explained this earlier because – the internet went out when we were trying to get this Dude, episode everything in. Our, our everything mic wouldn't work and then our headphones yeah. wouldn't work then the website that we used to record kept timing out then yeah. the internet shut off we're like yeah just so so much stuff was happening but i think what's important is we always try to come at our problems with solutions realizing okay 
let's self-assess, and then ultimately, like, well, what are the solutions? The solution for us, even though it sounds not going to be as good, got to do it on the phone, right? <laughs> yep. So, And because we communicated, because we were like, hey, we don't have to let the rest of this day be bad, I think we handled it a lot better because I think yeah. if if that would have – so if we would have set up the podcast and that would have happened – and also we're on a time frame, yes. which makes it harder too. Um, if we would have set up the podcast and that would have happened, if we never would have tried to turn our bad day around, we would have been flipping out. Oh, all day. And and then we, we – probably wouldn't have even gotten this done. No. We wouldn't have got this done. And we also would have – we just would have justified it. I, I yeah. personally know yeah. when I'm in a bad mood, I'm just like, look, I'm in a bad mood. Just leave me alone. Like, I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to yell. I'm going to be frustrated. Uh, I'm going to be a jerk. Like, see you tomorrow type type of thing. And like I said, that is not – I mean, there's there's no sense of growth there because we always say, look, growth is a place you've never been. Uh, but then I, I also kind of think just at least in, in my experience, it's almost like it's almost like growth is is – a place you don't want to go sometimes. <laughs> You're just like, like I'm I don't, not in the mood. I don't, yeah, I'm not in the mood to self-assess or change or grow or whatever. But the truth is, like, eh, nothing's going to change. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like it, like I said earlier when you were like, hey, we need to do this. I'm like, I don't feel like it. Just let me justify my feelings right now and feel, like, crappy. And then, like, like you said, justify why I'm being moody towards you. But if I – like – if you do that, you're only hurting not just yourself, you're hurting your family or whoever you're, you know, your co- co-workers, whoever you're spending time with, because who wants to be around somebody with a bad attitude? It's true. I don't. Like, I used to actually feel it's really true. bad because I would realize, I'm trying to get better at this, but I would realize so often Chris would be gone at work for hours and hours and I would be home with the kids and I would be really stressed out and I would literally be watching the clock like 459, 5, 5, like, I don't know, you didn't get home until like 6 or 7 back then. but Like 7.30, yeah. Yeah, bedtime almost. And I would just be watching the clock so anxious for him to get home and either just take a baby or give me some relief or just let me talk about how hard my day was and like feel some, like give me, like have a little pity party almost. And I realized, I was like, what? am I doing like who wants to walk into somebody always in this kind of mood like they're just Mm. about to break down and pour that on you after like I had no regard for your day if it was hard or not all I was thinking about was I've had a hard day come on come see how miserably hard Mm. this has been like yeah I started to like feel bad about that because I'm like that can't be fun to come into a wife like this no (laughs) no but in the same sense I think it's important for us to realize that we can't do it alone like yes grow yourself you know but ultimately when you are when you're married you know when when you're married you have like we have to be on the same page we have to be on the same page so so we can't do this on our own like the only reason we can turn our day around collectively is because we both know, okay, Chris has to get some work done. This is what John has to get done. John has to get an hour or two in doing this. She has to answer his emails. Chris has to do this. You know, the girls need this from us, and we know that, right? And so if if we just try to grow ourselves with no communication, trying to flip our day around, uh, it's, it's not going to work. I think that's a really good point you bring up, and it just brings me to one more story time real fast. One more story time, and then we'll wrap it up. So back when we lived at our old place is when I'm referring to when we just had the two girls, and then I think I was pregnant with our third, and Chris worked all day, every day, and it was really, really, really hard. I was struggling mentally. This was before I was um, really 
growing myself. It was just before. This is back when I still thought I didn't have time to do anything outside of keep two humans alive. Which, if you're in that spot, that I'm not saying that in a judgmental way because I was there. But like, I figured it out, and it's better for me now. So, anyways, it's weird. Like, I feel like we do more now with four kids oh, than yeah. we ever did with one or two. Somehow, yeah. But anyways, one day. I don't remember exactly what meal it was. I think it was breakfast. Something happened. The kids were freaking out, and I dropped a whole cup of milk, and I just lost oh, it. Remember I, I remember at this point in time, some, some weird stuff was happening with our business. Um, like we had we had lost a lot of money uh, just like all of a sudden, and I was expressing like my anxiety to Jana about it, and you know she already had so much going on uh, with the kids, and she pregnant. was depressed, and she was pregnant and miserable, Lonely. just not feeling good. Yeah, and I was gone fifteen hours a day and all this stuff, and I do remember that because it was both of our breaking points. Yeah, I dropped the milk, and then I'm pretty sure I like threw something after that, like a bowl or something, because you know? I was so upset. Like I literally cried over spilled milk, and I just, I mean, I'm talking like. Crying. I cried, lost it, sat on the floor, and then Chris sat on the floor next to me, and we just cried. Like, Chris yeah. doesn't cry, and we cried, and I'll never forget. That's, like, the only time you've seen me cry. Well, I've seen you cry a couple times. Maybe twice. But the girls were, like, in their high chairs eating breakfast. They were too little by then to, like, really oh, was, understand what was going on. It was nuts. But my point in telling you that is because... In that moment, I remember being like, I don't know why who I am. I don't know why I feel like this. And I literally was crying over what appeared to be spilled milk. But there were so many layers deep mm. of what Chris and I were going through at that time. And we did. That was like a turning point in our marriage because we just sat there and we cried. And we were like, didn't know what was going to happen. But we were I, just vulnerable. With we each were just other. finally vulnerable. And we started communicating from that point. Like, what are we doing? What do we want with our lives? What's going to happen? And I mean, I know we've both thought of that time as like a moment that kind of was like, whoa, we're living out our vows right now, like for yeah. better or for worse. Yeah. Things are tough right now. Like there were so many more layers to that. But, right. But I don't even know. I think that just the point is that it was a bad day and I freaked out over what seemed to be really little. And yeah, um, it's because we weren't communicating. Yeah. Yeah. So even... It's funny to backtrack, but even all the things we've shared with you guys as far as self-assessment, really what it comes down to is like, yes, we can assess those things, but we must share that assessment, right? <laughs> right. So like I have to share what's making me mad. You know, like me and Donna barely communicate about this stuff anymore. Like she knows, she gets it and I get it. Like I understand, like I mentioned earlier, I understand where the explosiveness comes from on my end and on hers and she understands me. And I think, yeah, what it comes down to is we're self-assessing and then we are literally just like, okay, like <laughs> now, now you know where I'm at, right? On, and on all those levels. Again, I say it all the time. I keep having these epiphanies of people telling us before we got married, Make sure you communicate and like never really understanding the depth of what that meant. And this yeah. is what it means. Because back then when that happened, we were just, just starting to communicate. So Chris saw that I wasn't just completely crazy crying over milk. <laughs> but if that would have happened really early on in a relationship, it would have been really easy for you to just be like, this chick is crazy. And think about, think it was about it's the still milk. still a little crazy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. No. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So... Cool. All right. Well, quick recap. The first self-assessment question we ask ourselves is like, okay, what's got me in this mood? Yeah. What are my triggers? What's causing, like what actually is setting me off yeah. right now? Yeah. Number two, what's in my control? 
Yep. Do that anxiety dump that Chris said. I feel like it really, really helps. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just really compartmentalizing and understand what is and isn't in my control. Number three is, I think we added an extra one. So number three was assessing like, okay, what, what are the good days like? How, how can I model those and how can I prepare to model those maybe, maybe tomorrow or the next day or, or really just pre-plan a little bit. But what are the good days like? Yeah, because no need to recreate the wheel. Like right. when there's stuff that's working, make sure you're recognizing what's working so you yeah. can keep doing that and then just tweak the things that aren't. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to answer this question for us all. So what's one thing I can do right now? It's self-assess and share it. Share it with your spouse. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Self-assess and be on the same page and understand like, look, I'm ticked. Things aren't going well parenting. Things aren't going well in this way and that way and that way and being on the same page. It's huge. And it does take effort. And it is like a little bit annoying at first. But ultimately, I think it is a hugely helpful uh, way to grow. Well, let me give you a tip. If you do, if you're like, yeah, Chris, that's a good idea. Like, let's have this conversation kind of back to what we always talk about with uncomfortable conversations. Go to your spouse and say, hey, this is something I'm struggling with. And here's where I think that I could do better. And then you're opening the door for them to be vulnerable with you and be like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm struggling in that area, too, rather than going to them saying, hey, you need to do better at this. And then just sitting back as if you don't have something else going on. Yes, yes, yes. You better believe that. For sure. Okay. That's it. Hopefully this sound worked out on the phone. But uh, until next time, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. If this episode brought you value, go ahead and share it with somebody and <laughs> tell them to <laughs> keep it the straight face. Tell them to what? Turn that frown upside oh, down. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I had to say, I've been dying to say you, it the whole time. you dying to corny moment. Corny That's mom. okay. At least whoever's listening is at the end by now. So. Right. And a huge thanks to all of you who continue to buy us coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash G-Y-G-Y-M. Every little bit of caffeine or um, production money, since apparently our mics don't want to work today. Right. <laughs> helps. <laughs> apparently we have to pay the internet bill. So. Or that, yes, yeah, for I, some reason. I don't know why it went out. So. Okay, cool. Hey, thanks, guys. We will talk to you.